1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everybody. Well, Mara, there's been some surprising news out of B&B. Ingo Rademacher announced on social media that he would be leaving the role of Thorne this month. So I have to admit, I was pretty shocked when I saw this. I mean, he joined the show in November of 2017 to great fanfare. We hadn't really seen Thorne on the show that much at that time. And although he had been played by three actors, Windsor Harmon had been there for like 20 years and had just done some great work when Allie died. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe they were going to give Windsor like some big story. And then, you know, we all figured that if Brad Bell was hiring Ingo, he must have big plans for the character. But it never really happened.
0: Well, despite the fact that in true B&B fashion, Thorne managed to get married to Katie and in, in Ingo's, you know, short span of time on the true, show. True. Uh, but before Ingo signed on to B&B's dotted line... He had been making fairly regular return trips to G.H. where he was a superstar as Jax. So it will certainly be interesting to see, given that Sonny did use his government contacts to lift Jax's uh, deportation order,
1: uh, whether Jocelyn's dad might be, you know, popping in to see her sometime soon. Well, if she could use a visit from her dad at any point, it would probably be now with all the drama with Oscar going on. You know, it'll be also interesting to see what they do with Katie if Thorne is leaving the canvas. I mean, they're married, as you mentioned— um, you know, it happened pretty quickly. So it's not like there's this real great sense of a big love loss <laughs> right. there. Um, but you still have Bill, Katie's ex, who's free. And they've spent a lot of time together with the whole will will custody drama. So perhaps she could be back in his orbit. Or, you know, she, Katie could be a spoiler to Sally and Wyatt's relationship. Or Katie could just be alone. It's not like she has to be with anyone except on that show they tend to pair people up. Right.
0: Absolutely. But, you know, whichever way it goes, I just hope this opens up more story for Katie as opposed to less.
1: Oh, I totally agree. Um, I mean, the show is also reckless right now. So there will kind of be two voids to Mm -hmm. fill. So uh, I have a feeling we will be seeing some cast changes ahead in 2019 on B&B. Well, speaking of possible General Hospital comebacks,
0: I uh, recently talked to Rebecca Buttig about, you know, all this uh, Hayden talk that had happened on the show. Uh, She said she'd heard about, you know, Hayden's uh, outreach to Finn that happened uh, toward the end of 2018 uh, when Hayden asked Finn to meet her in Rome. And that got Faden fans really hopeful that we might see her again. So Rebecca said that she's super flattered that fans are still interested in the character. She said she has not heard from the show but would always consider a comeback if she were approached.
1: I mean, it's so rare that a show mentions a character if we're not going to see them. You know, there's something to be said for doing it for continuity purposes, but I feel viewers are so conditioned to expect to see a character if they suddenly pop up (laughs) in a script. You know, case in point, on New Year's Eve, suddenly we had Days of Our Lives as Adrian and Jennifer, both talking about Jack, who, of course, made his reappearance. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we had not really even talked about Jack in quite a while. So, you know, his comeback was pretty telegraphed.
0: Yeah. And I think in the instance of Hayden, her exit was so abrupt and she was pregnant with Finn's child when she left and she would have had that baby by now. So, you know, that's such a pronounced dangling thread that I definitely wish we would have seen her and that the mention would have been more than what it turned out to be, which was kind of just a way to move Finn's commitment to Anna a step forward.
1: Which is ultimately a big tease for the GH fans who really want to see that story pick up again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say back to days, Jack's return was pretty great. I mean, this is the second year in a row that Ron Carlovati has really kicked off the show with a bang, um, with a huge New Year's Eve episode. Mm -hmm. You know, for all the hype from Missy Reeves when we had her on the podcast, it really lived up to it and delivered. And I also picked up a key
0: fashion tip which is that I am definitely getting a cape and I am definitely letting it fall to the ground in dramatic fashion at the next soiree I attend, Eve Donovan
1: style. Well, you must take video. I would love <laughs> it's to a, see that. It's a deal. So I'm very excited about our guest today. It is Linda Dano, who memorably played Felicia Gallant on Another World, which is the first show I ever covered here at the magazine. Not to mention her run on the ABC soap says Gretel Ray Cummings, then Ray Cummings, <laughs> et cetera. <laughs> So let's get her on the phone and take a look back at her wonderful soap career and her career in general. Hi, Linda. Hi, Steph. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. You are here with Mara Levinsky and me.
2: Hi, Linda. I know. How nice. Nice to be with you girls. Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. Did you make a um, like a what is it we do resolutions?
1: No, I never make resolutions.
2: Never, no. Well, I I do and then laugh and think (laughs) I'm so silly. What am I doing? I didn't even bother to do that this year. I just figured the hell with it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I kind of don't understand the concept of doing that once a year. It's sort of like if you want to change something (laughs) or resolve (laughs) to do something, just do it. Don't wait for January.
2: Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. Right. Thanks. So, how have you been? I'm good. I, I it's been um it's been the fastest year I can remember. Um, it just and when Christmas started to get kind of close, it was like, oh my God, how did this happen? And everyone I know says the same thing. Whether you're really old or really young, everybody felt the whole year just flew. Flew by definitely, and um, I kind of hate that. I remember when I was a kid, I mean, I couldn't wait to go back to school. Summer was like forever. Do you remember it like that, or am I the only one? I'm trying to think because I feel like summer,
1: you know, my parents shipped me off to camp for two months, so um, oh, yeah, I didn't
2: have that. No. My
1: time at home was very limited. <laughs> And I loved Summers
0: because I got to watch soaps all day long without anyone uh, you know, suggesting I read a book or oh something.
2: God, <laughs> you are funny. Oh, that's very funny. It's funny only because most people do that and don't admit to it. They don't want you to know they did that. But I'm oh, yeah, I, I I was I, shameless. If, yeah. you,
1: if you work here, that's definitely part of your narrative. Of I got your in trouble. Yeah, I got in trouble Absolutely. for watching soaps, and then it became my parents' Absolutely. favorite story to say what I did for a living.
2: Exactly, so. exactly. We all watched Luke and Laura get married, and oh my god, that was like—I remember that being a really huge event. Oh, for sure. 30 million people agree with you. Exactly. And we all talked about it endlessly and how fun it was. And oh my God, it was like a real life. Like these were people and they got married and we all knew them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we got to go to the wedding. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all went to the wedding. Yeah. That was like most exciting thing ever. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, we are going to take a little walk down memory lane with you, Linda. Oh, um,
2: <laughs> okay, if you must. you must. Okay.
1: So let's go back to the beginning of your career. Um, how did you break into show business? Where did it all begin?
2: Oh my God, you really want to know that, huh? All right. <laughs> I it started um, my. I had a girlfriend back in high school. And her name was Jeanette, not the Jeanette you know, Steph, but another Jeanette. And she wanted desperately to be a model. And she had read about Nina Blanchard, who in those years was the counterpart to the New York agency. Um, And Nina was the West Coast and... um, What was the name of it now? I've forgotten, but it doesn't matter. Ford Agency was the one in New York. So... Uh, she made an appointment, and she didn't want to drive from Long Beach, California, up to Los Angeles to meet with Nina Blanchard. So she asked me to go with her. So we went in her car. She, We were old enough. We were, like, you know, old enough to drive. And uh, I went with her, and I sat out in the lobby and waited for her to have her little meeting, and when she finished her meeting, uh, Nina Blanchard walked her out, and she came over to me, and she, uh, Jeanette introduced us, and Nina said, uh, "Look, I, I'd like to talk to you for a minute." And I went, "Oh no, no, no! I, I'm, I'm not an actress. I, I'm not a model. It wasn't an actress. It was a model. I'm not a model. I, I just came along for, for you know, support." And uh, she said, no, no. And Jeanette then went, go ahead. Go on in and talk to her. That'd be great. Came out. She, she, I went in. We chatted. She wanted some pictures of me. Of course, I didn't have any. And um, I went home and all the way home with Jen. She said, you got to do this. You got you to go back and bring her some shots. She, you never know what could happen. If it's not going to happen for me, I want it to happen for you.
1: Well, that's a good friend.
2: It's a good friend. and um, But I wasn't interested. This is not something I was even kind of interested about. I go home. I talk to my parents. They think I should go back. My mother borrows a brownie camera. We don't even have a camera. And takes some pictures of me. They were just god-awful. And my father and mother drove me to Nina Blanchard and sat in the room with us. Because <laughs> they didn't trust any of this. So she was very, very generous and kind to me and very flattering. And I really think that you could be a great model and I'd like to sign you um, and explain what that meant. Anyway, long story short, I became a model and I worked right away and and I made money first time I'd ever made money in my life. I remember that Christmas, I bought my mother a little fur coat, a real fur, like a mink coat, a short one and um, bought my father some really big stuff. And my brother, oh my God, it was so exciting because I, never had any money to speak of, you know, other than babysitting or, you know, getting my allowance from my parents. So this went on for a while and they got a call about, uh, from 20th Century Fox. They wanted to see, um, some young actresses or models slash actress to come over to 20th and see about getting, um, getting, uh, under contract. And Nina literally forced me to go. I didn't want to go. She said, no, you're going to go. You never know what can happen. And I think you're the type they're looking for. So I got all dialed up and I went over to 20th with my portfolio. I was introduced to uh, Jack Bauer at that time was head of, 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 uh, new talent and, uh, I went in and met with him. He asked me to come back and do a scene and I said, I, I'm i so sorry, I don't really know what that means. Do What's a scene? So he tells me what a scene is. He even gives me the script for Sunday in New York and that's how that whole thing kind of began. And I, I said, and they say, he said to me, you have you have a friend who's an actor? I said, no, I have a friend who's a lawyer who always wanted to be an actor. <laughs> he said, okay, go with that. So I called up my friend. He and I worked on the script. It was awful. I was awful. I went back. I, I read this. You know, I knew the script by then. I had memorized it. I did this, the, my little scene. And afterwards, Mr. Bauer said, oh, Linda, that was very good. And I said, oh, Mr. Bauer, I'm, I can't act. I, don't, I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's so fun to be on the lot. I keep waiting to see a movie star, but I, I, I haven't seen one yet. That's all I cared about. <laughs> he says to me, listen, I want you to come back after Christmas. I want you to meet the Xanax. Now, I know this is hard to believe in this day and age, but remember, this was like what? early seventies, maybe. Um, I said, I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who, who the Xanics were. I didn't know they ran 20th and why would I, you know, there was no (laughs) internet. It didn't matter to me. I come back. Everyone says, you have got to go back. I go back. I bring my portfolio again, you know, because that's, I'm so proud of it. I bought my mother a green coat with this portfolio. (laughs) And I, and I, I, I sat down in a room that was, oh my God, It was like a huge conference room but really long and I sat on a couch at one end and these gentlemen and one woman were at the other end in front of a big long table. They had my portfolio and they were going through all my pictures and they were talking about me like I wasn't in the room and uh, I finally stood up and said, "Um, excuse me. Um, you keep mentioning the, the, uh, the new talent department. Um, can you tell me what that is? And so they were horrified. I spoke. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> supposed to speak. And, and they, well, it's, you go to class here every day, and you learn how to dance and sing and, and act and all of that. And I went, well, do you pay me for that? Again, horror strikes them, and they go, "Well, yes, of course we do." I said, "How much?" <laughs> they told me this amount, and I said, oh, "Oh, no, no!" I said, "You have to understand, I make so proud of this. I make sixty dollars an hour as a model, and you know, and I, I really am I'm doing okay as, in that area." So. <laughs> I was so not interested. I walked towards them. I take my book. I shake everyone's hand and I said, You know, this is so fun, really. This is the first time I've ever been on a studio. I, I can't thank you enough. And um and have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, this was this was just before Christmas. And the phone never stopped ringing. You know that old adage, if you don't, if you don't want it, they want you really bad uh-huh. because you have no interest in them. So that makes you even more attractive. Yep. Again, make the long story short, I ended up going under contract the 20th. And a week later came Tom Selleck. And he and I became great friends. Sam Elliott was part of that. Jacqueline Pissette was part of that. It was a whole gang of people that were part of the, And we did study every day. We, we went to class. We learned how to kick our legs up in the air. We learned how to <laughs> not shake. <laughs> we learned to kind of talk. And, um, and it was actually fun because it was like a whole group of, of young people all together, and you know what that's like, it's like a party, so it was fun, and it was great, and I did a few minimal things, just minimal, and scary to me, and I never really believed uh, that I could act, it was not what I wanted, I'm a, I'm, I want to be a designer, everyone that knows me well knows that's that was my thing, that was the thing I desperately wanted, and here I was, under contract the 20th having a great time. They sort of made some bad choices in film. One by one, we saw the, the water coolers being carried out of the buildings. We knew something was up. And, and they ended up you know, getting rid of the new talent department. Now, that I've been there maybe three years, a long time. So I, didn't, I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll get an agent, if I can get one, and I'll try this. Let me, you know, I've been doing it for a while, so I should at least try it. So um, my, my good friend, Maria O'Brien, that's Edmund O'Brien's daughter, Edmund O'Brien, the famous Academy Award-winning actor, he came to see me because Ria asked him to. Um, and I was in a workshop at that point. And uh, he said to me later, he had a very deep voice, and he said, listen to me, darling, you need to be working. So you need an agent, I'm going to help you get one. And, um, and you need to get yourself out there. And that's how I became an actor. And every time I got a job, I would be sick the night before. Every time. It was like I had the flu. And I would go and work, and I finally realized after doing this for several years, I only got sick because that way I could say to you when you saw it, Stephanie, if you were watching me and you saw the show and then the next day we had lunch and you could say to me, Oh my God, you were I saw you, you were so good and I could go, Oh, I was so sick. I was just really so sick. I'm convinced that's what that was because I did this all the time. And I worked a lot. I worked a lot, oddly enough. And I really knew I was terrible. I really knew that. (laughs) And then one day I got an interview for a commercial, and a man by the name of Frank Atardi was the um, exec, came out of New York. And I walked into the room, and our eyes locked. And my world changed completely from that time on. I came to New York after three or four years. Um, I came to New York and started in daytime because – I only knew how to work in front of a camera. And I, was, I swear to God to you, I was not very good. But it was Frank who kept saying to me, more people love Linda Dano than any character you're going to play. Stop acting. You know, because I thought I had to act. And he helped me more than probably anyone. And daytime helped me because I got to do it over every day. Do you know what I mean? I got to be bad the first time. Then I got to be a little better. And then by the fourth time... I was really not bad. So <laughs> I got used to it. And I guess the safety of it, you know, when you're in daytime and you're, you're part of a, a, a soap opera, you're part of a family and we take care of each other. And how many times, You know, the stage manager would call me up and say, Linda, can you come down to the floor? Anna needs to talk to you. And it would be about something, you know, like, look, I've got to pass out here. Can you tell me what, tell me the steps I do? That kind of stuff we did for each other. We were, we were so, so supportive. Um, Anyway, I have, I've had such a glorious career, mostly because of the people I have met and the people that I have met and loved. You're one of those people, Steph. Oh,
1: um,
2: and it, it's so important to life and to what I believe in and who I am that my, my career has been absolutely a gift from God. And, um, and I know at the end of my life, when it finally is over, that I will have lived a glorious life because of that. And, and, and the, you know, the networks who have employed me and kept me there, that's all been good. I have, I have absolutely no complaints at all. So there's my story. Okay, <laughs> well, bye. It. it was great
1: talking <laughs> and, to you,
0: Linda. Uh... <laughs> Happy New Year again.
2: No, we're, we're just kidding. We're just kidding.
0: Um, I wait, know. So, so I want to hear about, uh, you know, doing daytime for the first time.
2: So you made your debut <sighs> on One Life to Live. Yeah, I, I did. Well, actually, no. I first, first time I ever did daytime was General Hospital oh. before I ever moved to New York. I did someone on General Hospital, The have um, forgotten her name, which is dreadful of me, um, the actress who I replaced for three weeks on General Hospital because she had to have surgery. And so I was hired to sub for her, you know, come in and play her role, and then, as soon as she got back, I would leave and In those days, I worked out of California, and so i it, that was perfect for me because I really didn't want to do daytime back then i I wanted to do um, you know regular television and and if I could get a film once in a while, that would have been great. So I went for three weeks and I played. The lady who was got engaged to um, the lead family doctor. Oh, Steph, do you remember? Alan Cornerman? Was it Stuart Allen? No, Stewart? no, not Alan. no. Uh, this is an, an older man, older than, uh, than oh, Alan. Oh,
0: uh, Steve Hardy? Like, was it? Yes.
2: That's it. Uh, okay. I ended up, he gave me a ring. And I remember I, I saw a clip of this. Show, I don't ever watch myself, so I must have seen it walking through a room at the studio somewhere. And he gave me a. I got got engaged. That was the scene. That was one of many scenes I did, but that was the one I remember the most. And I put my hand on his face, and when I saw it, all I could think was, Oh my God. My hand is so big on his face. I was so horrified by it that from that moment on, I wouldn't let my hand go up on anyone. And I got over that eventually, but that was that was my big reaction to that scene. But I, and, and of course, I only knew their names by their characters. All those actors, so I I never called them anything because I knew it would they wouldn't be like me if I called them by their character name. But I had watched. Uh, I had watched uh, all ABC shows back then, so I knew every one of them, but only by their character. I had no idea what their real real name was. So that was a, that's a problem when you come on a show. By the way, yeah, because you can't ever, You have to start in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> you can't. You can't just. You can't go. Well, Steve. Um, no, doesn't work. So, so I, I
0: you didn't you weren't you weren't playing Audrey, I would imagine, because she was blonde, but Steve had another fiance who I think I think yes. spoiler alert it yes. didn't work out. And because she had he dark was a like me.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> and I of course can't remember who it was. Well I I never met her because she right. was having surgery and I was called in to cover for her. So that's how that worked. But um yeah. Then um I Frank and I decided that I would come to New York. I would move to New York, and I did. And uh, I I went on an interview for One Life to Live. That's what you were talking about. And I got the job of Gretel Cummings. My mother, when I called her, I said, I've got a job. She said, oh, you do? What character? I said, Gretel Cummings. She went, Gretel? (laughs) What kind of a name is Gretel? That, that's like, you know, that's like some Dutch girl, isn't it? Like Hansel and Gretel, and oh, I, it was so funny. I said, "Mother, please, it's a job." <laughs> okay. And then to make matters worse, I rolled up my hair like, like I was Hansel and Gretel, <laughs> and it wasn't the most rewarding character, um, but it was steady work. I was there. I guess I, I. I had a contract for three years when I went in to talk about, you know, starting another contract. And I asked if I could have a, a little, a little more interesting role. And I was told, no, you, you won't. Um, no, no, you will pay, play back up. And, um, and that's it. And, uh, I talked to Frank about it, and I, and I said, I, I just, I, I'd like to have a little more to do. And so I did leave at the end of that first contract. And um, a couple of months went by, and then I went on to World Turns, and I got fired from that after a year. And, um, and then I went to a party at um, Robin Strasser's house, and a man by the name of Jeff Ryder was there who was still a very close, dear friend of mine. And um, and I met him at this party, and he said, Oh, and Steph, during this period, I had started Strictly Personal, my fashion business, oh. where I dressed people. And so I was really, really excited about that. Remember, that goes back to what I always wanted to do. So I... He, he uh, Jeff really took to Frank and me and we really hit it off and he said let me send you the script let me just send it to you and this was Felicia Gallant on Another World and uh, my husband said go, go for it just just do it go up for it and, and see what happens it's certainly not the typical character you've been playing so you might really enjoy it so I read for it and this was the the classic people who know me very very well all get hysterical when I say this, this, this part of the story. I do the, I do the audition with Steve Schnitzer, who I knew from one life. Um, we weren't close like we are now, but we were, we were friends. And, um, they asked me to do it a third time, the, 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 uh, scene. And I turned to Steven and I said, "Oh God, this is so hard for me. I, I, I don't know if I can play this character. And he looked at me with that, you know, like deer in the headlights uh-huh. and said, you can't play her. You are her. Were you crazy? <laughs> and and I, I went, no, no, I'm not. He said, oh, but you are. You, really, you don't know that? Yes, you are. This part was made for you. And, you know, little did I know I got the job. And 17 years later... It went off the air, which was tragic, beyond, really tragic. When a, when a show like this goes off the air, it's just, "Oh, not only do the fans just become heartbroken, so do all of we, we all. We all just really suffer. It's like, it's like ending a whole family. Thing. And it's just really personal, and, and it hurts, and and you don't want it, and you're afraid, and you know you'll never work again, and, you know, it's all those things that happen. And it's just awful. It's just awful. So that was my whole 17 years on Another World. Oh, that was I not wondered.
1: your whole 17 years. We're going yeah, we're to we're probe, probe a little deeper, deeper here, deeper, Linda. Deeper, Linda.
2: We, oh, I, dear God. I, I want to okay. let you know,
1: I believe the
0: general hospital role was Peggy Lowell, by the way. That's it. There you go. That's it. Mara's really That's good at it. sussing out information <laughs> on the internet. Yes, wow. I'm impressed. on, on the sly. Okay. So there's so much to discuss where another world yeah. is concerned. Obviously, right. the Cass and Felicia friendship is such a standout um relationship, not only of your time on the show, but like as friendships on daytime go, you know, you'd be hard yeah. pressed to, to top that. Um so tell us about developing that. Chemistry and relationship with with Steve, and what, well, a lot what you of think it. made Cast and Felicia so special.
2: I th- I think it's because we developed in the beginning of when Felicia Gallant was created and came to Bay City, and we, and I worked with him a lot in, in those f- first few months and years, and we we had such a. Um, a bond and a respect for each other. We were also both have sort of the same funny personality. Um, We love to talk and tell stories and, and jokes and, and do crazy things. And I, I was always game for anything he, he ever did. And, and he was game for whatever I wanted to do. And then it really became like thick as thieves when, Brent Collins who played Wallingford showed up and we became a threesome and we had more laughs more craziness <laughs> uh, i it was just it was just i don't know it was just magical it it was friendship at its at its zenith it was there wasn't anything that I wouldn't have done for either one of these men and and they felt that same way about me I even said to Stephen the other night at at that party (laughs) he said you need to do that thing with the horse when at my funeral I insist you do it (laughs) so I want everyone to know how funny you are so he promised he would do it so I'm already, I'm already taking planning care of your that
1: funeral. Part. I'm yeah, so happy that you've gotten that covered. So, but that's, yeah, that's You've already that's booked the
0: close. talent for your funeral. My yes. goodness. Yes. I
2: know. <laughs> it's just, we're close. We're just, we're like family. We are like, we're like, we're like in love without any of the other stuff that mucks things up, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I love him beyond, and I know he loves me beyond and and it, it just grew it grew out of such a trust and uh and a, and a, and, a, and also we'd try stuff we'd talk about stuff and and then we'd go out there and try it and and it would it would be successful and we'd be so proud of ourselves and it was just it was magical actually it really was magical, and we had a real um I don't know, it was a kind of thing where our personal lives became part of that, where we would help each other and, and uh, talk about things. You, you know, it's very seldom in one's life that you have friends that you can tell a secret to, that you don't want to really say, but you trust them, so you say it anyway. But the best part of that is that you know they will never, ever tell anyone what you said. They'll keep that, that secret because you asked them to. And I feel that way about Stephen. Oh, that's so, so it's the greatest compliment I can mm-hmm. give him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and of course, because the bomb was so intense and so great all those years, we are still close, dear friends, and we see each other because you can't let go of that because it doesn't come around very often. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Um, Now, having done three other short-term, relatively speaking, gigs on soaps, at what point with Another World were you like, you know, I love it here. I'm going to stay.
2: You know, I don't know. I didn't really even, I never thought about it um, because I was so happy there. It was just perfect. My private life with Frankie was great. And, you know, I'd get home at night. Sometimes I wouldn't, but he was always great about that. And it just, everything worked. Everything just worked. And we were just, everyone was happy. We were all happy. We all had steady jobs. I worked just enough. I never wanted to be one of those that had to work every day. Ugh! I wanted only to work two or three times a day. I mean, two or three times a week, (laughs) maybe off the whole week. Oh, my God. So I was very content. But it all goes back to the fact that... I had other things that I loved to do, like my fashion business. So I I was fine if I wasn't working all the time. You know how stories come and go, and actors come and go because they write a storyline and then that ends, and then other storylines begin and all that stuff. I was I was very content uh, that I didn't work all the time because um, I worked all the time when I wasn't working there on my my other businesses. So. So it was good. So it was really good. And when it ended, oh, I figured that would be the end of it all, that I would, that, would, that would be it, and I probably wouldn't do another soap. And I had my other businesses. I had QBC then, and I had, you know, my personal business, Strictly Personal, and I figured, you know, I'll just do that. And um, and then ABC called. And, and, and what was that conversation like? Like, what did they pitch to you at Conversation that time? was... Uh, we know that another world is going off the air. They hadn't gone off the air yet. And and we have an idea that we want you to do. Um, you will go back to ABC. Uh, you will be intertwined in all of our soaps and some, some days uh, the view. And um, we'll tie you into different characters on each of those soaps. And I went, what? <laughs> really? Are you sure you want me? What? <laughs> I mean, like, how? How's that going to work? You don't worry about that. We'll worry about that. And um, I agreed, ultimately agreed, of course. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> and I I'd never told anyone. I was, t- I was asked. And technically, they said to me, you know, legally, you, we have to ask you. Never to mention this until, until it actually happens, because uh, of the fact that I still was had a job at NBC. So I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell Stephen. Even I didn't tell anybody. And um, another world ended. And um, I don't know. A week later, I drove into um, into One Life to Live. And, uh, John Bolger was a cop who pulled me over and he was my, I was his mother-in-law in, uh, another world. And now he was going to end up down the road being my younger man, love interest with me. Soaps are amazing, aren't they? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, anyway, that's how it happened. That's how it happened. And, um, I'm just grateful and lucky beyond Really, am lucky beyond. It, it was just a chance of of oh, a million things, and um, I loved all of them. I'm friends with, you know, so many people in the business, whether they're on the East Coast or West Coast. And in those days, daytime was a very tight, tight, loving little family, and so we got to know each other at all the events, and then some times when we were making a, a, an appearance somewhere and we just got to know one another, all the actors. So when I went to General Hospital and Port Charles, I knew I knew a lot of people and they were all great. Daytime actors are great. They just were so thrilled or at least pretended to be thrilled to see me. And, <laughs> And you know you never know. I mean it had never been done before, has never been done since, and you know uh, some actors get jealous about that, but i I believed it it would work i and and it did work for a while, but it's, it didn't work because the writers they had enough to do and enough craziness, and now they got to worry about how to weave me in and out and uh, and for just short times, like a month or three weeks or whatever it was and it was hard, And so it winded down i ended up mostly staying at one life to live and um and then that got very sparse in terms of and my husband was anxious to travel more and he was retired and and so i i finally um they they wanted me to go and um and i wanted to go it was it was a per- the timing was perfect because um i'd kind of done it all and i and i really thought I'm just going to go and have a life with my husband and um, not even do any of the other things that I was doing except for QVC. And um, and then Frankie got sick. So I was gone, but I was too busy with Frank to even think about it. And then when he died, um, I, I didn't want to do anything. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I've never gone back. I did go back. Well, that's not true. I did go back. At one point, I went to Guiding Light for 18 right. shows. I did that because Ellen called me, Ellen Wheeler, um, the exec at the time, an old friend from Another World. And um, I, I said, I, I don't know, honey, I, I have to think about this. I, I don't know if I can. I just, She said, well, you know, it'll be an interesting character for you to play. You'll, you're going to be in jail, and then you're going to die. And I went, oh. Oh, I'm going to die? Sounds fun. Can I have blood and all that stuff? I want to really die. And she went, yes, okay, if that's what you want. Put it in your (laughs) writer. There must be blood. There must be blood. I want want blood. So she promised me blood. I agreed to it. And I have to tell you, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I mean that sincerely, and, and not because the work was hard. It was the hardest thing because Frank had died. And I, every time I w- went to work and I would see all my friends and see all the guys in the crew, because I knew everybody, and it just I'd go to my dressing room and I'd cry. Thank God I didn't need to look good in this show. I would cry. And then I would go home, and there, I'd go home, and it would just be my, my dogs. You know, Mo and Charlie were, there, were my babies then. And um, it was just, it was oh, it just, it made me crazy. I couldn't wait for it to end. It was really difficult on me. So that was the last daytime thing I ever did. And, uh, and I've been retired now for a long time. And I love it. I I poke around Connecticut and my house. And in the summers, I garden like a crazy woman. And, you know, in the winters, I enjoy a lot of things. And uh, I have a million friends. So life is life is good. Life well, is really very good. You
1: were coaxed out of retirement for a little
2: bit I this was, year. But so. I, I, I didn't even blink an eye. I said yes immediately. But that's because I watch so much of the Hallmark Channel. I'm I'm at that point, and I'm older now, that I remember how the world was a very long time ago and and how great and sweet and and simple it was, or at least it seemed simple. And, And the Hallmark Channel is a place where you can remember what it once was. And so it's feel-good. It's a feel-good network. I'm so grateful for them because with all the stuff that goes on in this country and the world and how sad everything is and dark and black and angry, um, the Hallmark Channel is is so sweet. They're just... The boy gets the girl, the girl gets the boy. Oh, it's just so sweet and it's always about Christmas, especially this time of the year. So I I love it. So... um, an old friend of mine, Allison Sweeney, called me and said, I have this show I'm doing. I, I'm producing. I'm producing. There's three of them, but the last one we're going to do, there's a part in it. It's not a big part, but I'd love for you to come. And I said, okay, just like that, <laughs> which is shocking for me because, I, you know, I, I, after I hung up, after I had said yes, I thought, oh, my God, can I do this? I haven't worked in so long. I'm not sure I can do it. And, you know, Steve and then all my pals said, oh, Linda, come on. It's like riding a bike. You'll be fine. You'll see. Once you get there and you sit in and think, you'll, you're going to be fine. And they were right. It was like that. Thank God. Were you sick oh, the night oh, before? God. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> didn't feel good. Didn't sleep much. Oh, yeah. But I went the day before. In other words, I went that, got there that evening. And then... The next day, I had nothing to do except a wardrobe fitting, but I left the day completely free. So then the next day, I worked, and it was great. It was the, it was just like doing daytime in a way, because it was so friendly. The crew was so great. They were all so kind. Um, everyone was so so. Um, what's the word I want? God, uh, they were they were just so. Um, you know, they they flattered me and they took care of me and they they were just great. They were just great. I, I can't tell you how sweet of an experience I had. So that was lovely. And, you know, I flew on a plane all by myself. My God, I hadn't done that in a long time. And um and I was okay because they're all okay. They are what their program professes to be. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. Had I gone and it had been horrible, a horrible experience, oh my God, I don't know what I don't know what I would have done, or could I have even gotten a word out? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. but it was it was just joyful. So yeah, that was really fun. Now I've been invited to go to their press um, press event in Pasadena, California, in February. And I said I would come. Oh, I, mean, I would come because then I can meet all those actors like a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I can meet all those actors that I watch all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I think it'll be fun. And I'll go and see my, some of my old friends and in LA and, you know, so it'll be good.
1: I mean, Linda, you're arguably like the most popular person
2: ever to come out of
1: daytime based on how many friends you still have from the business. I I have
2: to tell you your name
1: just came up when I spoke with Rebecca Buttig. Oh.
2: It's always a short drive to talking about Linda
0: Dano when I talk to Rebecca. She loves you so much. (laughs) I
2: know. I know. We've been friends a long time too and you know, I got her little girl has gotten so adorable. In fact, that's good that you've mentioned her because I did not call her at Christmas and I really must because her little girl, who I met when she was really little and now is getting bigger, uh, is such a beauty. Oh, I'm so happy for them. And um, if she, is, I'm not even sure now because I can't keep up. She left General Hospital, correct? That is correct. Right. Is she on any other show now?
0: She's uh, shooting a show that also Camar de oh. las Reyes, who I think you overlapped with on One Life to Live, maybe I'm wrong about that, uh, right. is part of as well, that's uh, premiering, you know, at some point this year.
2: Great. Great. I'll call her and she'll tell me when or not, where do I look and all that stuff and I'll, <laughs> we'll catch up. Good. Good, good, good. No, I, fans are, fans are unbelievable. They 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 stay with you. They're they're beyond generous with their time, with what they say, their sincerity. It it just blows me away how terrific fans are and how much that our our connect. I mean, all of ours, everyone who did a show or was part of this. That that it mattered. It really mattered, and I am so grateful for that, and 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 so um, thankful that that this little soap opera, all of them, have that kind of 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 love affair from people that we've never met, we don't know each other, but but we do. You know what I mean? It's, it's so 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 interesting to me how that how that works. And uh, I've always been uh, completely honored by it and respectful for it. So, and I think, I think most of us are.
1: Well, especially you're on a time that fans hold so dear to their heart. It was Mm -hmm. such a special time in daytime. Right. And Another World was a very special show.
2: It was a very special show. It was my favorite
0: show when I was becoming a fan. Was it? Yeah, it absolutely was. And uh, I don't think... 48 hours in my life goes by without me thinking about Tops, which is my all-time favorite
2: Bay oh, City set.
0: Right. I loved me some Tops
2: for whatever reason. <laughs> right. right, right. No, I get it. I so, so, so get it. It's, um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a, a very interesting, I, and I've been told because I'm so curious about it, I've been told that daytime is unique in that it's on every day you know, five days a week. And because of that, the people who watch it really believe that you are real and you're part of their lives and they're part of your life. And they send gifts when it's your birthday. They send gifts when on the show, you're getting married to someone and people have showers for that. And they call, I'll tell you a really funny story. I don't know if it's funny, but it's so cute. And so, so dear, um, I, I got a letter in the mail and I always opened my mail and always tried to answer everything. And I, and it was no address, forwarding address, nothing It came from a man. He only used his first name and it was five, $100 bills. And he said to me, I just can't bear it. That Felicia has lost her money. I'm sending you this so you can go out and buy yourself something pretty, something that will cheer you up. And he said, all my love, and his name was Gary, okay? No way to reach him, no way to send the money back or anything. I walked by the producer's office that day, and I said, I put my head in the door. I said, excuse me, I just wanted to say, I really love this (laughs) this storyline. <laughs> and he said, what are you talking about? I said, I have five $100 bills here from a fan who is so sad that I'm I'm now broke. And I just wanted to thank you. Tell those writers, just keep it up. Of course, I gave the money away to charity, but at the same time, that's crazy and sweet. See, I don't look at that like He's a nut job. I don't. I look at that as as I don't know a, someone who loves me that I don't even know, but he loves me and is worried about me. Boy, I I, I don't know about anyone else, but I I take that very seriously. I do. I really do. Well,
1: now you'll get a whole new slew of fans from the Hallmark Channel. <laughs>
2: I don't know I don't I don't I'm told by Allison it probably will air maybe March mm-hmm. maybe that that will be it um, yeah and we'll see we'll see we'll see what they say I'll have to let them know I'll have to go on my Facebook or something I don't know i I always need help to do all that but uh, i'll I'll figure it out when I find out when it airs you well,
1: know well we look forward to seeing it. Thank
2: you, and thank, thank you, you so
1: much for chatting with us today, Linda. Oh, my
2: pleasure. This was like uh, talking like you and me in the room. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and right, now we're just doing it right. over the phone. <laughs> right, right, exactly.
2: All right, you too.
1: Well, have a wonderful. Stay out of trouble. You too. Have a wonderful 2019. Thank you. You too. All right. To you I'll soon. see you soon, Steph. Yes. Okay. okay. Bye, Linda. All right. Thank you, Mo. Thank you. Bye. Bye, honey. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Linda Dano for being our guest. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.